Hey, this is Mix of Zombies back with one of my six PAX East interviews. Uh, this one's on For the King. I This game just seemed cool to me, and that's kind of why I picked it. It's currently out on Early Access. I just really like the art style. And yeah, we, we talked about basically the mechanics of the game. And yeah, the, I hope to be having uh, one or two of these interviews coming out each week. I would have edited these sooner had I not just switch jobs uh, sorry about that but yeah we should be having more interviews coming out at least weekly if not twice a week and i hope you enjoy the interview so i'm here at pax east again for for the king uh from iron oak games and i'm joined by colby hi how's it going uh you are the game designer on this yes that is correct and this is uh a I guess you would just say it's a turn-based game, um, but maybe a little different. The way we describe it typically is that it's a strategy roguelike, so it, it plays a lot like a, a tabletop game. So if you're familiar with board games, then you'll it's a lot of mechanics that you you would appreciate and be familiar with, and it's a it's a very challenging roguelike. Yeah, definitely, and it it brings back a lot of different kind of feelings from Shining Force to other things. Uh, it has a really nice. Uh, what would you say the style is? Uh, we, it's a, a retro, low-poly style that uh, you might akin to um, some RPGs from like the, the mid-90s uh, on a PlayStation. And uh, kind of a really warm aesthetic that's kind of like welcoming, but at the same time, I mean, the, the, the difficulty of the game kind of uh, has a bit of a contrast to like the, the, the cute appeal of the aesthetic. So it's, it's kind of a nice mix of uh, warmth and uh, a hard game challenge. So is there, how much level of randomization is it per area? We use one main uh, story quest, but the, the, the world is completely procedural. So you always start in the forest, but the forest is always a different configuration with different uh, distances between its waypoints, and it's surrounded by random realms as well. So the, the queen will always send you on this, the same quest, but you will uh, essentially, you'll never know what direction you're going to be headed, what obstacles are going to be in the way, and uh, also you can pick a random class uh, uh, class of uh, characters, like three characters, and each of them being different and having different skills and different stats. So the game is always going to play out a little bit differently depending on who you picked and how the game rolled the map. Yeah. And the stats are very visual with, uh, do you use the focus shots? Are those only from uh, time or can you also end turns earlier? I knew you could gain health from ending turns. Yeah. So it, it's all turn-based. So if you end your turn early, it converts all your remaining action points to health. So um, there's a lot, a lot of strategy there, a lot of uh, small decisions to be made. Uh, the, the game's mechanics are actually are quite simple. They're really easy to understand, but there's enough of them to uh, provide the character with really complex decisions to be made. And really, at any any time in the game, uh, the character, the player is going to feel about three or four different things that they can, they can uh, uh, attempt. And typically, I've, I've always said that your your failures in the game will always. Uh, you can always trace them back to a bad decision that you made, and your successes can always be traced back to a good decision that you made as well. So there's a lot of skill and there's some luck involved as well due to the the, uh, the RNG mechanics. So I just played the single player version of this. There's also a co-op mode. Can you describe more about how that plays out? Absolutely. Um, single player, local co-op, and online co-op. They, regardless of how you're playing it, it's always a party of three. Um, online and local co-op, each player will control one character and it'll play out much like a board game does. So you'll be rolling movement points per player and uh, taking turns moving across a, uh, a hex-based world. So um, 
the, the goal is to always kind of like stay within range of each other and yeah. support each other, balance your party, make sure you're shooting, sharing your loot properly, yeah. and uh, you know, giving uh, certain character classes the the items that they need to succeed. So you want to make sure you're. Uh, if if your uh, your friend has a, uh, a high intelligence character, you always want to make sure that you're giving him the intelligence weapons or the, the uh, intelligence armor, and uh, essentially balancing your party as, as much as you can. So it's a very, I would say, uh, a friendly, cooperative experience with a little bit of uh, friendly competition in there as well. Yeah, and the single player, I was kind of going through to the first objective with the hunter, but the rest of my team suffered for it because the hunter wasn't there. Um, and because of that, some of my characters died, which reached, uh, uh, elevated the calamity level. Is that uh, it? Chaos. The chaos level. Yeah. Can you talk more about that? Sure. Um, well, the uh, the hunter is a fast character, so typically he can get across the map a bit quicker. But um, the weapons that he uses uh, allows him to actually fight from a further distance out. So if you ever see your uh, hunter glowing in a different colored hex on the outside of the battle radius, he actually means that he's there and he can support from afar. Yeah. So he's uh, he's a great character to send on like far quests and uh, do like difficult delivery quests and uh, for uh, those really like lucrative rewards. And uh, the chaos is a mechanic that uh, essentially uh, punishes the character for dying and or else punishes the character for taking too long. But you can also combat it by completing other objectives in the game. The chaos gets really high the world is going to start spawning chaos hexes and scourges will become active and they will affect the game with uh, some very difficult mechanics to overcome. But if a character can uh, do things like destroying a chaos statue when, when the chaos is uh, is overflowing, then you can actually push it back a little bit and, and, and beat that chaos meter. So there's a lot of uh, a lot of simple but uh, a lot of simple mechanics at play, but uh, they they provide a very complex uh, strategy experience. Yeah, they they once you start get going, you see how well they complement each other fairly well, I think. Yeah. Um, so you're currently aiming for what platforms right now? We are currently on uh, PC, uh, Steam Early Access, and uh, we plan on doing GOG within, I would hope, a month or two. And uh, by the end of the summer, we'll be looking at uh, uh, Xbox and most likely PS4. So later in the year, we'll be on consoles. And hopefully sometime down the road we could do a, a mobile release as well. It's a, it's a game that we feel would probably lend itself well to a, a tablet device. And uh, would the, the finished non-early access release be pretty much the same time as the console or a little before it? Uh, it will probably be uh, a little bit before the console. The console is going to take a little bit of uh, work to do to get our, our controllers working at 100%, making sure we're optimized for uh, uh, each platform. So we're going we're gonna to focus on our full release of PC and then... Uh, Short, uh, shortly after, we'll be looking very seriously at our, our consoles. Sure. Uh, the only other thing I wanted to talk about was maybe just some of the randomness in terms of story. There were certain things that I could do, like the circus and stuff like that. Is that is that more character specific, or is it just kind of part of the world? Um, so the Dark Carnival is a location in the world, and it's actually a, one of our unlockable things that you can uh, you can do after playing the game a certain amount of times. So once you have a dark carnival available to you, you actually need a carnival ticket. So you can get carnival tickets everywhere. Everywhere You can buy them um, at the night market. You can uh, Enemies can drop them. So if you have a, a carnival ticket, you can take it to the dark carnival and uh, you can play some, uh, some uh, luck-based games and get some kind of unique uh, character buffs or debuffs. And uh, it can be punishing. It can be very rewarding. It's a high-risk game to play. So it's totally optional. But if you have a carnival ticket and you're nearby the dark carnival, it's definitely worth... Uh, popping in there to see what, how your luck unfolds. Sure. Well, yeah, it looks great. Thank you very much. I am excited to see the full release and maybe even check out the early access one. Yeah, so, please yeah. do.